Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. And see how that that could be so much stronger. Extensive analysis of students' well-being. I thought the exact same thing, Em. I thought, how'd you do that? How? What do you mean? Does she have a spreadsheet where he or she writes down everyone's behaviour and then stews over it for hours and goes, hmm. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. This week, our shoot your shot shout out is a really nice and warm and fuzzy one. And we actually got this person to give us some advice for our listeners as well. So this comes from Zach and he said, I had to send a DM because it always made me smile when you shared others' stories at the beginning of the pod. Oh, that's exactly what it's there for. He's nailed it. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I finally landed a job. I have been manifesting for 18 months. Yes, that's for shout out to Emma. We love it. But stayed very persistent throughout the process. I'm about five months out of school and finally got a full-time position. Oh, that first job. Yay! Your podcast became a routine listen for me every day I was off from work from my other job. I would binge in the car and even as I was applying away. Oh, imagine someone's applying for a job right now. You click that apply button. That's so good. I listened all the way up until my first, my second and my third interview. I guess I bossed them all. Yeah, you did. (laughs) He says, I hate to say it, but I'm happy to say it. I finally graduated from the Interview Boss podcast. I'll be sharing all the helpful information and tell everyone I know at university that they should be listening to you guys too. It's okay. We're proud of you. And I said the same thing as I replied to him. I was like, that's okay. You don't have to say that you're going to keep listening. Yes. Move on. This is job search content. You have a big boy job now. Secured the job. Until next time. Exactly. Yep. So I also said to him, you know, that's a long time to be applying for lots of stuff. Like, how do you stay positive? What are your tips? So, Em, let us know. What did Zach say? He said, hmm, well, it's obviously a daunting process and super repetitive to fill out job apps after job apps. Agree. I think it's important to note that you can't really stay positive and motivated every day all the time. Such a good point. But there are methods to have positive interactions with your job search. Since day one, I built a spreadsheet list with every application I filled out. Through the weeks, I would add jobs I wanted to apply to. And when I had the right mindset, I would go in and apply to the ones that felt like the best fit. 
I love that because sometimes you have a sense of urgency, like I need to apply because you really want to, but there's no harm in taking a day or two if applications don't close until next week. Do it when you feel passionate about it. That's such a good tip. Or you see it and you find it and you're like, oh, I can't be stuffed applying again. I'm just feeling horrible about it. I really like that. But next time you have a burst of energy, crack in and do it. Mm. So Zach also said, it's definitely important to maintain your lifestyle outside of your career search. I began working out during quarantine consistently, so I made it a priority to continue doing so. I even picked up tennis as a new hobby during my job search. The hardest part is just getting the interview itself, but after all my practice and prep and listening to the pod, I knew I could impress as long as I got that opportunity to speak face to face. Ah, that's just perfect. And if you want results like Zach and you need a little bit more help, you can check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching because Zach is absolutely right. Getting the interview is the hardest part. Once you're there, you have such a good opportunity to showcase yourself. So hang in there, everyone. Exactly. And so you've come out of that negative mode. You've landed the interview and think, oh, what do I do now? Perfect opportunity. Book in a session. If you liked one of our episodes, you used a tip we sent you, you have advice for everyone else like Zach, slide into our DMs and you could be that person next month. Also by DMs, you can email us. Like we have a thing on our website. You can email us instead if you're not a DM person. We've got multiple streams of channels that you can contact us. And on that note of reaching out if you want something covered, that's exactly what Miriam did. And here we are. So she wrote into us and said, I'm struggling to fill out the resume template. I feel like I have no numbers or real data to talk about. And I think this would be true for a lot of people. They feel like they've got the fluff, but you know how, Sarah, you're always like, no, punchy, actual results, like give us the hard and fast. The context of Miriam's question was that she had been in a role more recently. Her most recent role that she's in is not her dream role. She's doing some kind of waitressing cafe work, trying to get the role that she really wants. And she was like, I don't have anything to put in there. I just, you know, make coffee for people and make people's food. And I was like, no, there's plenty of things you can put in there. You don't have to get so focused on numbers. And I think this is so common for people that think that resume dot points have to be increased revenue by X percent. And that's not always going to be the case. Numbers are hard and you don't always have them in your job, but there's ways to make your dot points really great without having to use numbers. So we're going to do a bit of a refresh of our resume dot point strategy, how you should be writing your dot points. Then we're going to go through some examples so that you guys can see here's what we're actually talking about. Real people's resumes, real dot points. Great. So if you're a long time listener, you would know if you're new here, welcome. Our strategy for writing dot points on your resume about what you've done, the actionable stuff is the guess what, prove it, so what method. Now we need to shout out once again. (laughs) To Trisha Stadmiller. Miss Jasprisa. If she's listening. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was it not Trisha? I think it was both of them together, to be honest. Okay, both of them. They both get a shout out. This is my year seven and eight English. Somebody made this up and I thought it was common knowledge, but I've Googled it since and like I can't find it anywhere. So somebody made this up and I have stolen it for the good of our listeners. Let's hear it. So you start with a guess what? each dot point. So this is some kind of an action verb followed by your responsibility that you actually had. So it might be provided excellent customer service, managed. It's what are you doing? Yeah. Action verb. What did you actually do? 
This is the easy part normally. Most people stop there, provided excellent customer service, full stop at the end. That's so true. Yeah, that's where a lot of people end it. Yeah. We want more. We want prove it. So we want some sort of evidence. So this could be how many customers, what were your daily targets, how many projects did you work on, how many products did you pick or deliver per day or, you know, systems, software, methodologies can be approved as well. It's not just numbers because like you said, a lot of the time people don't have numbers in their career. So could it be, say if you're a hospitality worker and you're just in a little cafe and you don't have a number, could you just say a busy hospitality cafe? But how many tables are there? How many seats are there in that cafe or restaurant? Like those kinds of numbers can be really helpful. Again, you don't have to do that, but like what's the scope or the scale here? And if you were going to stop at provided excellent customer service, well, out of context, like over the phone, in person, you know, give me something like I need to know. Is it via online chat? How did you provide customer service? Who were the customers? Were they internal, external? What kind of area or what kind of restaurant was it? All that stuff is really helpful for proving it giving a bit more context. And then we want the so what, which is what was the impact or result on the business? So what did you achieve? This is sort of like a nice little sum up. Yes. What was the impact? Why did a business ask you to do those things anyway? I think this is the part where people get really, really stuck and they want to go, you know, improved customer satisfaction by X percent. And our example does have numbers in it, but we're going to show you some ways to do this without numbers. So if we look at those three things together, guess what, prove it, so what, that would sound like provided excellent customer service, which is your guess what, by answering 45 plus incoming calls per day, that's your prove it because it's phone calls and you're talking about the numbers. You could just do by answering incoming calls. That would be enough. But in a call center, you would normally know your numbers. So I'd throw it in there if you've got it. Estimate is fine. And then your so what would be whilst maintaining a customer satisfaction score of over 90%. Or it could be to resolve customer issues or to sell customers products. What's the purpose of you being there? What's the impact that you answering the phone makes? And just a quick note, because I feel like people might be listening and be like, that's great. I'm pinching that. In regards to the maintaining a customer satisfaction score of over 90%, is our advice as always, they're going to be only do that if that's true or if that's measured in some way. Like in a call center, I'm assuming they get reviewed and they have an actual percentage score or something. But like at your local cafe, you can't say with over 95% satisfaction because that's like not really made up. No, that's random and you're making it up. Yeah. You would just say like general high. Yeah. To ensure return customers and customer satisfaction in general. It doesn't have to be the numbers there. But I think people leave off the numbers when they do actually have them, you know, achieved my targets. Okay, well, like, come on, ballpark. What was your targets? Like like a drive through, if there's any Starbucks workers out there, we don't have Starbucks, but from the TikToks I watch, it seems like it's busy. So you could say for 100 customers an hour in the drive through Yeah. Or McDonald's for our Australian listers, Maccas. I'm sure they all have numbers and stats and things like that. Include it if you can. So we're going to go here into some examples. Now, I'm going to do a little test for you, Em. I've got these dot points and I've gotten them from real people's resumes. Now, we're not hating on these, but these first examples, they're good. They're not great. They're just good. And I want you to tell me what you think each of these dot points is maybe missing out of the guess what, prove it, so what. What could they add to this to make it a bit better? First one is developed brand guidelines for content creation. Okay, it's good. 
It has the, guess what, they're developing brand guidelines. It sort of has the more context for content creation, but they're missing the boom of the impact so they could add, you know, creation in line with clients' vision or to have a satisfied client nail the brief. To make sure that they're able to continue producing content without me. You know, something like that is why you'd be creating this to enable them to take ownership of the brand by themselves or to enable consistent application of the brand. I thought there could also be a bit more of a prove it here. So brand guidelines for content creation. What kind of content? Have you done brand guidelines for just social media? Is it for emails, presentations, logo usage, the whole thing? How long was this brand guidelines document? Was it like a 50 page document or was it a one page? Hey, here's the logo colors. That's really helpful because it helps make that dot point much bulkier. And if this was like a big 50 page document and it covered everything, you've sold yourself short in that dot point. Yeah. And also important note, there was no numbers in that. So people out there that are thinking, I don't have a numbersy job. Here's how you do it. Hit me with the next one. Exactly. Most of these don't really have numbers. I've done that on purpose because I think people struggle with that so much. And I want you to get that out of your head. You don't need them. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So our next stop point, good, not great. Assist with file management and maintaining a safe custody register. Again, it tells me what they've been doing, assisting with management, safe custody register. That's just, again, what I'm doing. It's not really a so what So I would say file management to ensure maximum efficiency within the office. Yep. Record keeping. Absolutely. Where's the so what? And that's with all of these, I think, what often people miss. I also think you could add a little bit more of a prove it. What kind of file management? Are we talking paper? Are we talking filing cabinets? Are we talking archival storage? Are we talking Excel, like online file naming conventions? Did you have a safe custody register in Excel? Throwing just one thing in there that talked about electronic file management or electronic and paper. Really levels it up, doesn't it? Makes you sound more skilled. Yes. And the thing that you're looking for is if I'm reading that and I'm looking for someone who specifically worked with paper files because we have heaps of paper files and you said paper file management, I'm like, ooh, (laughs) it's standing out to me more because I can relate to it better. What's the next one? Next dot point, responsible for health and safety compliance. I like this. I know what I can add to this. So they're missing two more prongs. Responsible for HNS compliance, like including running monthly toolbox talk meetings or for anyone that doesn't know in like blue collar environments, they run a toolbox safety meeting like once a month to minimize injury in the workplace. Yes, love it. And sometimes what you'll find is you might have had all these really short dot points like this that are just the facts of what you've done and you might be able to combine two or three of them to make a better, stronger dot point and then you don't need so many. Yeah, because it does get hard. We all do so many things in our job day to day. You feel like it's how can you include everything, but that's a good tip. Condense them and make them punchier. If this is a big category of your role, like half of your role is 
health and safety compliance and the other half is something else, well, you can add maybe two dot points on this, two dot points on the other thing, and that could be your whole role. You can make this a big dot point that covers a lot of stuff. It just has to be more detailed than that because health and safety and compliance, I mean, are you in an office and it just means that you like tape down the extension cord so someone doesn't trip over (laughs) it or like, you know what I mean? Or or are you maintaining a whole document register and running toolbox talks and rolling out new legislation and stuff? So our next dot point, good, not great. Carried out extensive analysis of students' well-being to identify at-risk students and understand behavioural trends. It sounds like a niche job. I think it was a teaching job, to be honest. Carried out extensive analysis. I would say how? Like are they on the computer looking at things or are they just in their mind? <laughs> in my mind. In my mind. Is I it just the vibe? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like maybe what they mean is just they observe and they've tried to sound smart. So I would maybe just say responsible for identifying at-risk students and being aware of data, metrics, behaviour or research of children development or something. And then I'd also say to promote safety of my students and school community. Or something about like early intervention, you know, all that kind of stuff. And see how that could be so much stronger. And again, like extensive analysis of students' well-being. I thought the exact same thing, Em. I thought, how'd you do that? (laughs) How? (laughs) What do you mean? Yeah. Does she have a spreadsheet where he or she writes down everyone's behaviour and then stews over it for hours and goes, hmm. And again, like, if you're doing that, this dot point has let you down. If you meant I have a think about it, well, then you've kind of written it in a weird way. You know, constantly monitoring students for blah, blah, blah would be a little bit more like keep an eye out for it. So, so much really good takeaways here. Okay, our last good but not great dot point example is collect, maintain and analyse data and prepare detailed reports of findings. This one is so vague. Firstly, (laughs) okay, collect, maintain and analyse what kind of data, data of people in the workplace that fall over, Data of coloured trucks that drive by. Data of how many people bring meatballs to lunch. This was for a research job where their job was actually to do research. Well, even more so, if you're in specific research, tell me. Like, I research ecological impacts of coral bleaching on the environment. Like, you know, give me a... And again, this might be a combine it with a different dot point because you may already have one of like, you know, conduct research into coral bleaching and full stop, why don't you put those two together and say collect, maintain and analyse data on coral bleaching and prepare detailed reports of findings to finish the sentence. I'm picturing this dot point as my friend who is like an environmental economist who takes energy data and gives it to like wholesalers. So if I'm pretending I'm her, collect, maintain and analyse energy grid data and prepare detailed reports of findings to wholesale clients about the best price they can get. Amazing. Yeah. Love you, Erica, if you're listening. And I hope you guys are like having little brain explosions about how you can make these better. And all of them are following the same formula. I just like year seven and eight English. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Guess what? Prove it. So what? The prove it is a little bit rubbery. It doesn't have to go in the middle like that. It just has to be in there somewhere with some evidence, but it should be, guess what? 
prove it in there somewhere and a so what? Why should I care? Why did someone get you to do that in the first place? Cool. Now we're going to go over some great examples. So these are dot points that I saw in people's resume that I really, really liked. I'll read them to you this time. You give some feedback. Okay. All right. So attending joint site visits with colleagues, members of other teams and head contractor supervisors to determine outcomes for complicated issues. Oh, Oh. it's like I'm there. Yeah, I know, right? You can picture exactly what they're doing. And they've used the prove it as listing who was there. Amazing. Again, think about that. How can you do the prove it of who else, who was involved? Without numbers. That's so smart. So next is welcomed approximately 50 guests daily with warmth and kindness while providing a smooth check-in process, building brand loyalty and returning customers. Excellent. Mm -hmm. This person was reception at a hotel, I think. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you really get a sense of that could have been check-in customers full stop. Yes. I was going to say conventionally that that job might sound a bit boring. Like, oh, you you know, here's your keys. No, she's captured actually the depth and breadth of what she would actually be doing on a daily basis. That's right. That's exactly right. Next great example, utilize web design, content creation, product photography, video edition, and product development skills to improve brand awareness. I love this, especially compared to the other one that we mentioned that was good, but not great. That said like something about content creation. Whereas here we're like, Boom, product photography, video editing. We have such a better sense. And if I'm looking for someone to do video, there you go, there it is. Product development. Oh, I need product photography. Listing it like this as using it as your prove it helps me scan through and go, oh, web design and product photography. Oh, nobody else has both of those. Great. Next, developed relationships through active listening and engaging in conversation techniques, which lead to anticipating and meeting the customer's needs. I feel like this is a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Or I think it actually came from someone who was in like a customer service role, like in a retail store. And that's why I chose some of these examples for Miriam, because this could be for her being a waitress, you know, hearing them talk about, oh, you know, we're in a rush. We've got to meet our thing. Cool. I'll bring you the bill really quickly. (laughs) Or, oh, we've had the worst day, blah, blah, blah. Like gaining people's energy and knowing what they're probably going to need. Or if you sense their high maintenance from the start, you're going to be giving them a bit of extra attention so you don't get screamed at later. Because haven't we all been screamed at in hospitality? Wow, dark days (laughs) for me. All right, next. Developed a new database for recording and matching referrals. Excellent. I want to know like, okay, where was it Excel? You know, there's a little bit you could tweak there. Yeah. This one lacks a little bit, but I think it's still good. It just still shows how, again, no data there, no numbers. I'd like on the end a little to maximize efficiency or I think it's missing a little something, but it's still good. Developed and executed email marketing strategy, including targeted email segments, nurture sequences resulting in 20% average open rate. That is awesome. Boom. Isn't that amazing? And now that's the first one we've used with a number in it. And it does work really well because it's true. And that number stands out when you're scanning at that page, but it's a number for a reason. It's not a number because you couldn't think of anything. Yes. Yes. And like we said, don't pluck a number in there if it doesn't make sense. Last but not least of our great examples is worked unsupervised and most times ran the entire restaurant alone using time management and multitasking skills to serve, bartend and cook for all guests in a timely manner. I want to hug this person. (laughs) 
oh, I just know their job sucks. I was going to say to you, Em, does this bring back flashbacks of when that was literally your job? Oh, traumatising, (laughs) traumatising. And you had to cook for people. And I think how good is that? How strong is that as a dot point for someone who was a waiter? was a waitress. I'd trust this person with my life. I'm like, you were running the ship, you're hired. Yeah. And in a timely manner. And like, you know, they've got the impact there of why they even were there to do the role. I love it. I think it's excellent. And that's it. We have just summed it up. We've gone through our guess what, prove it, so what methodology that works time and time again. And there's some confidence for Miriam and everyone else out there that you don't need to be in a really salesy or markety job where there's statistics available to have this punchy prove it sort of dot point. You too can have the punchy dot point. And I think a lot of people skim over their resume and think, no, no, it's not my resume. My resume's fine. Well, could you make it better in this way that really makes a difference? And it's not about the format. It's not about the layout. It's about the actual content. Can you give a better picture of what you've done? Have a look at your dot points. See if you can strengthen some of them. That's our challenge to you. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, a supportive community, and some funny reels of me, join us on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.